0: Back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that dug like, it on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past, you want to last. Be
1: the first to DFS MVP, Holden Kushner here with 4 for 4's director of DFS. TJ Hernandez, let's go. Week 17, final regular season week of DFS.
0: Welcome to episode 150. What are we listening to right now? Well, we uh, end the regular season with a uh, very classic, one of the favorite hip-hop artists of all time, Tupac, So Many Tears, Me Against the World, 1995, one of the greatest albums of all time. You could find that intro along with all of the rest of the great intro songs on the DFS MVP Spotify playlist. Go to Spotify, search DFS MVP, or look for it on Twitter. I always tweet it out along with the podcast.
1: Totally overrated, by the way.
0: <laughs> Come on. that's no, I just like
1: saying that to people that love that's Tupac crazy just to get a nice uh, reaction. Out. He was obviously <laughs> a wonderful wordsmith.
0: It's like saying uh, I like telling people that pulp fiction's overrated. I
1: mean, that's a wonderful movie. It really it is. is. It's a but better it's a- movie than Tupac was a rapper, I it's will a- <laughs> say
0: that. <laughs> okay.
1: So here's the deal. We got week 17, motivation. Although you put something out there on Twitter that I thought was really interesting. So you got to tell me about that first. But uh, we also got our value plays. We got sneaky team stacks. I mean, the DFS sub at this point, you're getting week 17 through the playoffs for
0: $14. Are you kidding it, me? Yeah, we dropped the price down to uh, to 14 for this final week and through the playoffs. So we still have... Uh this week, which actually I think we're we're gonna talk about this in a second, I think kind of plays like three slates if you wanted to. And then we have uh three really nice playoff slates, and then uh still got showdown for Super Bowl. So I mean you're still getting five weeks of DFS value for fourteen bucks. If you've been listening to the podcast and you just kinda wanna check it out, um I would really recommend signing up now before the playoffs, so you can at least kind of get an idea of what our regular season um content and all the tools look like uh and just to decide uh, if you want to come back next year i don't know why you wouldn't so
1: before we get into everything yeah. the slates we got 15 games this week mm-hmm. and my thoughts have been i'm going to play the seven on the early i'll yeah. play the eight afternoon though no, i play DraftKings kings primarily and the yeah. prize pools are much better in the later slate sure. much better sure but I'll probably have a couple full slates too. So how are you how are you doing this? What are you doing with split st- slates? How much are you playing the full slate?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. I mean the 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 big thing about week seventeen is like in theory it's the most predict- unpredictable week um, of the year, except for maybe week one. But even in week one, we know who's starting, who's playing. Like we can kind of project players that we know about and offenses that we know about. Um, this week is weird, right? Because we have just different teams every year, week 17. Some teams are resting players. Some teams are playing for a playoff spot. Some teams are playing for seating, but they might not care as much as we think. Uh, so that just leads to a lot of um, of unknown. I mean, the NFL does a... a, a really good job or at least as good of a job as they can is like keeping it to where the the teams are playing at the same time the same time slots that are going to impact each other but it's also a humongous slate and i think with with 15 games and so much unknown like one random team resting players can throw your 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 week out the window. Um, So I I do think that it's a good idea to split slates and what I mean by that sure you could still play the main but also play the early only slate and the late only slate because they're big enough to where they really play like full slates. I mean seven game and eight game that plays like a full slate pretty much and uh, you can build lineups on each individual slate where you're not like necessarily forcing a hedge um to 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 save yourself where the reason we don't talk about this every single week is because a lot of times on on the late slate sometimes we only have two or three games right so even if you do split slates a two or three game slate is just a completely different beast and then there's so many games on the early slate that you kind of end up just with like a lot of the same lineups that uh you have for your full slate so with seven and eight um, it really plays like three separate slates. I think you can, again, just kind of give yourself a little bit of a safety net if um, if you're off on, on something that you project, um, but not having to be like suboptimal and, and forcing these hedges on, on the full slate. So I just think it's a really good idea to do it. Like you said, um, different prize pools on, on different size slates. But I mean, you if you don't have to, no one said you have to be playing like the biggest contest in right? If you're playing something <laughs> like if you're playing like free max or, or, or single entry or something, or even multi, mass multi-entry, like you don't have to be going for a $100,000 prize in, in every game you play. Um, like, especially if you're playing heavy cash, I think this is a really good day to split up your cash on all the slates. Um, but I mean, it's just something, something to think about. And you'll notice uh, in my cash game, right up on four for four. And then, how we're going to split this up, uh, break things up into early and late um, values. Not to say that you should play them, but just if you are thinking about splitting them up, uh, give you guys just a little bit of uh, um, separation there in terms of players that are playing early or late. So here's the deal.
1: We got teams playing for playoff seating. Mm -hmm. Before we even get into this, didn't you have a tweet out there like where maybe – I don't even know what it was. Motivation is a bunch of BS.
0: What was no, it? So, um, I mean, I basically tried to look at these teams that are playing for playoff seedings, right? In theory, they should be playing the hardest and, and most motivated to win. But like, does that actually mean anything? Um, every year at four for four, we do an article called who's motivated, basically just outline who has something to play for. Um, for playoffs, uh, playoff standings, playoff seedings, or a playoff spot. So teams that definitely are not going to be sitting their starters no matter what. And compared their expectation to their result, the best thing to do is just look at Vegas line, And what I found, again, and this is over the last five years, there's only 42 teams um, that fall into this category. So it is a relatively small sample size, but... I looked at how many points they scored compared to their implied point totals to see, you know, if are they playing out of their mind? Are they winning more often than expected? Um, basically, there's it shows that maybe that Vegas might be slightly overvaluing these teams that have playoff spots to play for. Um, they've underperformed their implied point total by almost a full point, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if we look at all games over the last five seasons, the average versus the projected total or the implied point total is, is plus 0.14. So basically over the long run teams hit their Vegas totals, whether it's implied total over, under or the spread, like almost spot on. That's why Vegas is good at what they do. If we just look at these teams that are playing for, for playoff spots, they underperform by almost a full point. Um, so I, I think it's interesting to note. I think, uh, probably the takeaway we we can um, use for dfs purposes is that players or dfs players are probably going to overvalue those players a little bit as well and what that translates to is probably just higher ownership than expected on the teams that have something to play for
1: very good so let's get into those teams yeah early slate miami the dolphins ravens browns cowboys giants Mm -hmm. late slate Packers Titans
0: Rams Bears
1: Colts Cardinals Mm -hmm. are we avoiding any of this stuff
0: uh, no, I mean, all of these guys are, are in really um, good spots. Cowboys and Giants are playing against each other. Um, so that that sets up for a game where both sides are definitely going to be playing very hard. Dolphins um, are, are playing to get in, and they're playing against a, a Buffalo team that could possibly be resting. Buffalo's been a little bit coy on what they're going to do there. Ravens just need to win against the Bengals. Um, and then Browns, they're could be they're definitely going to be playing versus backups in some spots. So That's actually a really good spot there. Um, Packers playing for the one seed against the Bears again two teams playing for playoff seating there um, The Rams and Cardinals are playing against each other. So we have three games where teams are playing against each other um, So basically all of those games if we see values or, or players that we usually like um, we could use them as we usually would uh, the one that's really interesting and I said uh, NFL does as good of a job as as they can on on keeping these things where teams don't know uh, what the other teams are doing um, in terms of affecting their seeding. The Titans are the one that they're playing in the late slate. They're not playing until four 25, the NFL put them as late as possible. But if Baltimore or Miami loses Tennessee's in, so they're the one team where things can change before their game starts. Um, so they could right now, as it stands if baltimore or miami win which uh, then tennessee needs to win to get in um but by the time their game starts they could have an opportunity where they're already in opportunity to rest starters and if either that baltimore or miami game goes into overtime or the game is just really close late then we can have a situation where the titans could start their game and then find out like a quarter in oh you guys have clinched a playoff spot because of a loss from one of those teams Maybe then they caress their starters. I think Titans probably play like it is a regular game that they need to win, but they do have uh, more question marks than some of these other teams. So, I mean, I'm not going to highlight Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, um, As targets here in the podcast just because of that but they're the one really interesting situation where things could go really awry if they find out they clinch a playoff spot before the game starts
1: all right let's get into these plays then and we'll start in the early slate too and Mm -hmm. i love lamar jackson i think there's gonna be a lot of value out there guys like john walford and stuff like that but you know you look at lamar he's averaging over 12 rushing attempts per game over his last eight, ever since he's felt a lot better. He did miss the time with COVID, came back those last four he crushed. He's got Cincinnati on the road this week, 9K FanDuel,
0: 8K DK, TJ. Yeah, we're going to have a lot, especially at the wide receiver position, a couple running back spots, um, a lot of value opening up to uh, fit in some of these higher price guys if you want to. Again, I I think for the most part in cash games, um, I'm going to try to stick to these teams that we listed here that uh, do have some motivation that there aren't going to be question marks about playing time. Uh, but I, I think like with the high variance positions, especially the pass catchers, you can pay down for players that aren't in those situations to get to some of these higher price guys. And I really like sticking to um, the quarterbacks uh, that are high value, um, high end with something to play for. And Lamar Jackson definitely fits that bill. Uh, you mentioned over the last month, He's been the QB, two in fantasy. He's just been basically playing like he was last year, getting a ton of rushing yardage. And, again, the Ravens are never going to throw a ton, but Lamar can be super efficient, and he's been doing that. 83 rush yards per game over the last month, 9.8% touchdown rate over the last month. Uh, Baltimore, um, they're playing like they need to win. They're 13-point favorites. They're projected for 28.5 points. And one thing that we saw last week against Cincinnati, uh, Deshaun Watson had a really big week against the Bengals. That game was just a shootout. But... One thing that I think kind of flew under the radar in the second quarter, William Jackson, uh, the Bengals' cornerback, usually shadows the best receiver. Uh, he went out with a concussion, and that really opened up things for Brandon Cook. So uh, I would assume that if Jackson was healthy, he would be following Marquise Brown around. If Jackson isn't active, he, he missed practice Wednesday. We're recording this Thursday morning. Don't have practice reports yet. Um, but, I mean, last week of the season, nothing to play for probably a pretty good chance that william jackson just sits out doesn't really need to clear concussion protocol they probably might just uh sit him anyway so that opens up things for the number one wide receiver and obviously for the mar jackson
1: yeah i like it love it absolutely let's go to our next quarterback play here mm-hmm. hey let's go back to aaron Rodgers taking on the chicago bears in chicago big time rivalry he's pumped for this game 8500 fandle 7,400 DK and I expect him to try and hook up with, uh, Adams, a whole bunch in this one. This is fun.
0: Yeah. I mean the, the, the big names, um, on the Packers are in play here. So I figured I would just highlight the one that is going to, uh, to be distributing all of those fantasy points to his playmakers, Aaron Rodgers in the late slate. Uh, Again, like I talked about with Lamar, there's plenty of room to pay up for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, This is one of those situations where it's, um, I mean, we kind of have to be careful with, value reports a lot of the times, right? Because you look at someone like uh Ryan Tannehill or, or or Tom Brady who are popping in the generators and they look like they're ranked way higher, but Brady's only two hundred dollars less uh, than Aaron Rodgers. That two hundred dollars really shoots him up the value chart. So I mean, do you really need to save the two hundred dollars when you could get to the best uh quarterback um or the best fantasy quarterback in terms of of passing right now, the most efficient uh, throwing quarterback in the league right now. The Packers projected for over 28 points. They're favored by five and a half in a game that they have to win to lock up the one seed. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think he has the MVP locked up, but, you know, one more great performance can definitely uh, cement that for him. And uh, Chicago, they've let up a little bit. Against the pass over the second half of the season Uh, they were really good in the first half they've allowed multiple pass touchdowns in every game but one since week 9 they allowed four touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago that game was uh, a surprising shootout that game went over 60 points Uh, both teams again playing for playoff seating or playoff spot in Chicago's case so they should be um, ready to go here in Chicago So here's the deal. We've got
1: Mm -hmm. these high-priced quarterbacks, and we're going to get into running back right now. There's no reason to bring up Derrick Henry. He's gone for Mm -hmm. over 200 yards rushing in his last two games against Houston. But I want my goal this week is to get Henry and Adams both in my lineup. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, and probably Jonathan Taylor, who we'll talk about in just a second. I want to get those three guys in my lineup. Mm -hmm. So maybe going down at quarterback is the plan for me. But right now, it sounds like for you
0: early in the week, it's going to be paying up at least in cash uh, right at, at least in cash i mean again that that i think that tennessee situation is is really going going to go underrated like again there is a chance that tennessee starts that game with a playoff spot um so i mean th- that opens up the door for henry to not get a full yeah. complement of snaps i mean it, it's it's reality and for i i don't know if a lot of people are are going to pay attention to I don't know if it's worth paying attention to maybe the Titans just play like like they need to play um obviously there's a situation where uh they just need to win anyway um but that is in the range of outcomes so I mean Derrick Henry's a little bit riskier than, than people might be realizing if they're just looking at the matchup if they're forgetting about that early scenario
1: man that's just that is going to be the tough one for me then yeah. so I mean they could already have it wrapped up and I guess at this point they really can't I, it'd be miami and tennessee then right miami tennessee and baltimore like all three of those teams yeah and the browns are in the mix for the seventh spot would it could they completely just be wrapped up by the time their game starts and there's no movement at all
0: yeah i mean i i guess it could change some seating um i i don't necessarily know that um i mean i don't know how much concern they're gonna have mm-hmm. with that i mean the 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 clear scenario is if Baltimore or Miami, uh, if either loses, then Tennessee is in. Um, so that's the concern there. Um, I think the only, the most obvious like seeding situation is even though uh, Tampa Bay is locked into a playoff spot, I believe if they win they lock up a game against the nfc east so that's like the one where it seems like they could rest but they do have incentive for seeding. yeah
1: i thought um, the colts jaguars game had a big had a big impact on this too with the titans texans is the only thing i'm saying and i'm just talking okay, yeah right here. right right you've looked right. into this um, deeper yeah I just... no
0: i i mean i i think that the titans will probably play um their players but mm-hmm. i mean again I, I just thought that that's like really worth bringing up that it if is they are if they are clinched by the time their game they're the one team where when their game starts they could surprisingly be clinched so that was interesting be shocking so i mean leave yourself a couple extra yeah leave yourself some outs split
1: slates it's another reason but i mean the slates. that's the whole thing the split slate but if you're mm-hmm. playing that late if you're playing that slate i guess does new orleans have any incentive to go out and win then at 425 because i guess you would the north yeah, the orleans, natural they switch could... would be to camara
0: yeah, they can still, um, if they win and the Packers lose, and I think one other thing has to happen, they can still technically get the one seed. So Saints are, are definitely playing. Um, I'm playing the Saints as if they are playing their starters a the full game.
1: Good. Okay, so that's a natural swap then if you're playing the late right. slate or the whole thing. You can just right. switch to Camara. All right, let's go to the early ones. Uh, I digress and I apologize. Miles Gaskin dolphins at buffalo 6700 Fanduel, 6500 on DraftKings. good to see this guy uh back i was done with salvin
0: ahmed miles Gaskin's a badass <laughs> yeah man i mean basically when he's been healthy um they've plugged him in as their workhorse there was a lot of question last week salvin ahmed has uh he, he kind of flashed and people were wondering if gaskin was going to come back and and uh Get eased in or split with Ahmed, but that was not the case 19 touches last week um, against the Raiders the last five games that he's been active I know it's been kind of spotty, but he's averaged over 21 touches per game Um, Miami has a couple scenarios to to get into the playoffs. The easiest one is that they win Um, so I think they'll be uh, They'll be playing as if they need to do that. And then again, I, I mentioned up top with Buffalo, there is a chance that they could rest some of their starters. Um, we've seen a couple of times they've been on, on prime time last four weeks into the game. They've been in kind of these blowout situations and, and uh, resting some guys and they, they've had a couple scares um, with some guys digs, uh, nicked his foot a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Trey white had something. I think it was an ankle towards the end of the game a couple of weeks ago. So they've been, uh, They've been risking it a couple times in blowouts, so I think um, with no, no uh, bye week to to the two seed this year, we could definitely see Buffalo resting a little bit, which would obviously help Gaskin.
1: Mm, I like it.
0: Late game. Here's my boy right here, Jonathan <laughs> yeah, Taylor. This is the one.
1: 80, this is the one, right? Yeah, 8,400 Fandles, 7,400 DraftKings taking on Jacksonville. He is – let me go find this note because I was doing some stuff on – on him this morning, some research. All right, so he's at 916 yards. He says his goal is definitely at 1,000. Yeah. All right, so we already have 84 yards built in for him. Before we <laughs> even start this game, TJ, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going up against the Jags. I mean,
0: they're awful against the run. Yeah, The uh, the Colts, I mean they need a couple things to happen but for our purposes all we need to know is that they need to win um so there's there's no concern about um about the colts sitting anybody they're favored by 14 points they have a a implied point total over 31 almost at 32 uh jonathan taylor he's sixth in touches per game since week 11 over the last six weeks Jacksonville's allowing 188 total yards and 1.3 touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. Uh, the, the Colts they're the middle of the pack in terms of, of rush rate. Uh, they've been letting um, they've been throwing a little bit more lately with Philip Rivers, but I mean Jonathan Taylor has been the workhorse in that backfield and, and they're using him a ton. So against against Jacksonville, um, there's gonna be a lot of scoring opportunity and they could be in a really, really great game script here. Like it. Let's
1: go to wide receiver early slate. Oh yeah. Here's another guy. I I just love these guys you picked out this week. Justin Jefferson, 8,000 Fandle, 7,600 DK at Detroit. I mean, obviously we're going to have to mix it up if we're playing tournaments, but yeah, this dude double digits, four or five. As far as targets go, Detroit's 30th AFPA adjusted fantasy points against the position. Come on, let's just do this.
0: Yeah. I mean, we do have, um, a, a lot of the guys in the games that you, uh, that are playing uh, for playoff seeding. Um, a lot of those guys are, are really expensive. Obviously, Devontae, um, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, TY isn't expensive, but expensive ish. Um, so, I mean, the pass catchers are the one place, especially when you pay down. Justin Jefferson isn't a pay down, but um, especially if you're paying down, I think the pass catchers are high variance enough, regardless of their situation, where uh, even in cash, I don't think you need to force. The players that are in these situations that need to win, um, and then a lot of times these games where. Uh, two teams eliminated from playoff uh, contention contention um, those are are really good week 17 games those guys are are playing for for contracts for accolades for uh for contract um incentives or are just justin jefferson uh to put a cap on possible rookie of the year season so i mean we saw what happened to the lions last saturday against tampa bay they've uh they're pretty much they're they're done. They've shipped it in. Uh Tom Brady was he was on pace for like what eight hundred yards or something like that. <laughs> he only played one half and mm-hmm. and was winning tournaments for everybody. The Lions are last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Uh the Vikings have one of the highest totals on the slate this week. They're above thirty in terms of their implied point total. Justin Jefferson has uh, he's really leapfrogged um, Adam Thielen is the wide receiver one. He's fourth in total air yard since week 10. He's been dominating target share up around like 28% in the second half of the season. And then Minnesota, even though they have been one of the more uh, pass heavy, uh, I'm sorry, run heavy teams uh, this year. Dalvin Cook is out. Um, Alexander Madison is, uh, is, is limited. Uh, I believe he's clearing concussion protocol. Um, so, I mean, they... If Madison is is playing, they could use him similarly to Dalvin, but uh, there's a chance that uh, if he's out as well, that it just all of a sudden just turns into a crazy um, pass-heavy offense just for this last week uh, focused on Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith um, against this uh, really bad Detroit secondary. All right. So now we go on to
1: another early slate receiver, and that's Russell Mm -hmm. Gage. A little disappointing last week, but he gets to get Tampa Bay this week. Matt Ryan's going to let it fly, 5,700 Fandle, 5,100 DraftKings. And is he? he's, he's again, going to be the number two option there.
0: Yeah, Julio Jones uh, hanging it up for the season. Obviously, no point to play him. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of, um, like, really cheap values on the early slate. Um, but, I mean, a lot of them kind of feel like dart throws, too. So, I mean, this game... I Thought was just worth bringing up in general because we have two really bad secondaries again. I mentioned Tampa Bay uh, should be playing as if um, They are trying to lock up that that seed where they could play against NFC East and this game definitely has shootout potential with these uh, two really uh, really bad secondaries Tampa Bay on their side of it bottom five and schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers obviously we we really didn't get to see it much with uh, against Detroit, um, but against pretty much every other team. They've really struggled. Uh, Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley have uh, really turned into a a very concentrated target share in Atlanta. They've uh, they've combined for 18 targets per game since Atlanta's bye, and um, it's not like it's been 13 to 5 gauges averaging over 8 targets per game in that span. Moving on to the late slate.
1: We got uh, Curtis Samuel. Yo, Curtis Samuel is going to be a sought-after free agent, isn't he? He's going to go to a team. I hope he has some more value next year where maybe he's a number two option instead of a number three. But he does a little bit of everything. He can run the ball. He catches the ball a whole bunch. 6,100 FanDuel, 5,300 DraftKings. Taking on the Nolan Saints. And again, we got uh, the top two rushing options, running back options
0: for Carolina out. Yeah, there's actually a lot of cheap wide receivers in the late slate that i like um, not necessarily on the uh on the teams that are playing for playoff implications but we're going to talk about some of these just like random stacks and team stacks later so i'm going to save them for that but i wanted to highlight curtis samuel specifically because of what you said uh christian mccaffrey out mike davis out curtis samuel had seven carries last week and i mean he's not going to sit back there and, and get 15 or 20 carries but he can get 10 and with his uh receptions and targets i mean he's a wider a mid-priced wide receiver that we might be able to pencil in for like 12 to 15 touches um that's obviously unheard of and when some of those are 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 carries um he's going to have probably some goal line opportunities as well uh there's a lot of just touch upside and and when you can pencil in that kind of volume at his price i think he's going to be a play in every format cash or gpp very
1: nice let's move on to our next play here and that's josh reynolds as i mean we got robert woods but we got no cooper cup and the uh, veritable force of john wofford's in there i think (laughs) people are gonna (laughs) i seriously think people and i'm glad you brought this up I think people are going to overlook this because Wofford's in there. Yeah, I think Woods and Reynolds are going to be nice, and I think Reynolds is a great play in a tournament. 3,200 yeah, DK, 4,900 Fandle, come on.
0: Yeah, I think probably on DraftKings, Wofford's cheap enough where he's going to gain some steam by Sunday. Um, but I, I do think people might be a little hesitant to play the pass catchers. I believe Wofford's, he's a he's a dual threat guy. He could run a little bit. Um, so I don't know how much people will be looking to stack, stack these, uh, deeper plays like Josh Reynolds, especially when we have the, the running back situation where uh, Malcolm Brown could be getting all the plays. It might just be Walford Brown and, and Woods. I don't know if people are going to go this deep on Josh Reynolds, but 4,900 Fandle, 3,200 DraftKings. Um, again, like we don't have slam dunk, um, like sub 5000 on Fanduel, sub $4,000 on DraftKings, but we do have a lot of options. Uh, but Josh Reynolds, he's he's going in to replace Cooper Cup, who is leaving behind eight targets per game. Um, again, I, I mentioned the range of outcomes on this offense in general, I think is just pretty wide because they're down Cup, they're down the quarterback, they're down two running backs. Um, so I mean, how much are they going to play into the fact that they have been one of the most... Uh, pass heavy teams in the second half of the season. Do, do they continue that with offered or does the game plan completely change? Um, because maybe he's not a great passer and because he is a little more mobile, but uh, I th- I think it's all the way down to 3,200 right now against an Arizona secondary. That's bottom 10 and schedule adjusted points to the position. Uh, we still have Josh Reynolds as a top 10 three value on DraftKings right now uh so i'm I'm plugging them in um again i i talked about with the quarterbacks i think taking that risk when the player is that cheap the risk is baked into the salary and to to get to the jonathan taylors to the lamar jacksons to the aaron Rodgers, uh these plays are definitely worth it
1: john wofford arizona hot shots of the aaf now getting a revenge game against his old state (laughs) yeah there is there's a narrative for you So let's get into tight end now. Love Mm -hmm. the Irv Smith Jr. call. 5,600 FanDuel, 3,900 on DraftKings. Uh, He's getting peppered with targets here without uh, Kyle
0: Rudolph, and he's getting high leverage targets too inside the 10. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Justin Jefferson and just this passing game in general against Detroit. Irv Smith, with Kyle Rudolph out, has played over eighty percent of Minnesota snaps in uh, each of the last two games, and he saw nine targets last week. I believe he was the tight end one in fantasy. The bo- the Lions are uh, bottom ten against uh, tight ends and. In- Adjusted fantasy points allowed again, not a surprise considering what we saw last week. Rob Gronkowski, um, he he scored all over them and and was catching deep balls like vintage Gronk. So Irv Smith is in a really good spot this week again with Minnesota and their uh, and their uh, running backs uh, depleted. Uh, really, pa- I think they can have a, a pretty big pass-heavy plan against Detroit this week. Hmm. Uh, Noah Fant,
1: late, fifty-seven hundred FanDuel, forty-four hundred DraftKings, was not even on my radar. Tell me about him.
0: Uh he's just—he's been getting volume. i mean Drew Locke. Has uh, they're—they're they're down. KJ Hamler, Noah Fant. He's seen twenty total targets over the last two weeks. Broke ten uh, targets uh, last week. He's. Over 65 yards um, in both of those games. He is our, our top value below $6,000 um, on FanDuel. He's our top value below $5,000 on DraftKings. This is actually a, a sneaky shootout game. It's the only mm-hmm. game with a over-under um, above 49 with a uh, spread below three. So neither of these teams have much to play for, but um, uh, there are uh, quite a few players that, that I like in this game. We'll touch on that a little bit more. Uh, but Jerry Judy hasn't he's, – he's been getting volume, but Drew Locke just throws such a bad deep ball that Judy doesn't really see um, usable volume. Uh, so Noah Fant's been the one that's really getting the the looks that are have any type of value in the Denver offense. All right. I like it. We got um, some defenses here.
1: Maybe you can take care of them at the same time. Brown's on the early slate, 4,100 Fandle, 2,500 DK. If you're playing the late slate cards, 3,800 Fandle, 2,800 DK. And we just kind of, we discussed their matchup uh, at length here so far.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, the Browns are, I mean, it's pretty easy. Uh, they are not expensive. They're really cheap on DraftKings. They're favored by 10 and a half. They're going to be playing uh, backups in, um, Against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh said they're gonna rest a bunch of their starters. Uh, so obviously that bodes well for the Browns I, I didn't touch on many of their offensive players, but this is just a a good game all around and then the Cardinals I know we said uh, we, we like Wofford a little bit, but I mean the The Rams they're down the quarterback. They're down two running backs. They're down a starting wide receiver Both these teams are playing for a playoff spot, but uh, I mean with that many deficiencies on offense Obviously, just a huge range of outcomes. There is a really good chance that the Rams just fall on their face. So, uh, I mean, when you have that many pieces missing on offense, it just makes sense to target the opposing defense.
1: Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, let's uh, get to some sneaky
0: team stacks.
1: Yeah. Ooh, but You got Brown Steelers first, but Chargers Chiefs is what I got to get.
0: You're not stacking the Chiefs side, are
1: you? Who we no. playing from the Chiefs?
0: No, I, I don't think we're I don't think we're stacking the Chiefs side at all. But I mean, kind of similar to what I just talked about with the Browns, we have um, the Chargers uh, a potential one versus two situation. So uh, how do you not like that? I mean, I thought we would see a little bit more uh, enthusiasm from the projection on this side. Chargers are only projected for twenty four points. They're only favored by three and a half. But we've obviously seen. Justin Herbert be very effective. Uh, we saw Mike Williams with a 30% target share with Keenan Allen out. Um, uh, we have Donald Parham who is kind of like a free square with Hunter Henry out. And then Austin Eckler, uh, people are, are a little bit low on him because even though he's getting the volume is he's been losing some goal line work. So we have starters playing against backups with a, um, with just some players that I think people are, are going to be low on. I just think this game is going to go really overlooked. And obviously if they're playing against backups, there's just a lot of upside here. So I like param. I like uh, Mike Williams. I like Austin Eckler, I like Justin Herbert. I do too. And uh, I don't like that. They are endorsing. I don't,
1: I don't like that. Herbert is endorsing Anthony Lynn to Come back. It's just such a disaster. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, then again, I wonder what I'm going to tweet about during, during uh, Sundays uh, if there's no Anthony Lynn to question his moves. <laughs>
0: we'll find. There. And there's always Gr- going to be Gr- someone, right? Cruden will still be around.
1: Will be, yeah, but he's we'll no Anthony Lynn. Been. I mean, Anthony Lynn kind of takes it to the next level. You know, he doesn't know if he should kick field goals or, you know, which team should be on the field. I'll miss <laughs> yeah, it. It's
0: been pretty rough.
1: To be honest with you, too, I was completely, I was a big, I'm a big Anthony Lynn fan. I thought he was going to be terrific. Didn't he get him to the playoffs one year? I feel like he did. Don't remember. No, but, you know, he, he, he will likely be moving on as a coordinator somewhere and we won't have uh, tweets to send out about him on Sundays, Brown Steelers. You already mentioned the Browns.
0: Yeah. Um, I did already mention the Browns. I, I think you might be able to get, um, a little bit of an ownership discount coming off of, uh, last week, obviously they lost to the jets. They were down all of their, uh, all of their wide receivers. And then they just came out and threw it a million times, which made no sense at all. Um, but it, it happened, but, uh, I mean, going into that week, um, the six weeks before that, Baker Mayfield uh, top five in efficiency. If we look at fantasy points per pass attempt, we've seen uh, Jarvis Landry see uh, like almost 30 percent target share since uh, Odell Beckham has been out. Rashard Higgins has been getting very high value targets we've been looking at. Uh, I've been using a metric called expected touchdowns. It's in the four for four air yards app and Higgins has consistently been near uh, the top in expected touchdowns him and Landry both actually. Uh, So I think coming off of that game with the Browns needing to win against backups, again, a one, a one versus two situation uh, that uh, I think is very stackable. Obviously uh, we're going to be looking at at Nick Chubb as well, but I I really like the Cleveland passing game here. Um, I, I think you'll, probably get some uh, people that just look at the matchup and, and overlook the fact that Steelers are sitting um, their starters. That, that's not going to be a high percentage of people, but there's enough casual players or players not paying attention to news um, on Sunday. We didn't even mention that at the top, like Sunday morning, you need to be all over the news because mm. um, things are crazy. Like that's probably, this is the most important news week of the year. So much can change. Um, and leading up to the late kickoff as well. Uh, so, I mean, you'll have people that just do the classic matchup build um, and probably overlook the Browns quite a little bit. Yeah, there's no
1: doubt about it. You're right. We didn't talk about it. This could be like an NBA slate. I don't know how many mm-hmm. of our listeners play NBA DFS, but it's all yeah. about finding out the injury news and the guys yep. that are sitting.
0: Yeah, It's a little and stressful,
1: I, to be honest with you, to yeah, tell you the and, truth. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: we're recording this on Thursday. I mean, we can just see... As it stands now, like, we haven't really had a a, a ton of surprises. It doesn't sound like um, outside of, like, the the Steelers and the Chiefs, maybe the Bills, anybody's just going to be straight-up resting players. But, I mean, those last, like, 36 hours of Week 17 can can get pretty crazy. Yes. Um,
1: It's just going to be nuts. Seriously. I've been asked to do some things for the other shops that I'm at, and they're like, hey, why don't you test try – taping something on wednesday i'm like i'm not doing it on wednesday you don't know what's going to happen yeah i mean even
0: recording this thursday a lot can change but i mean um it's it's a huge news week and i mean i I talked about it at top in my write-up uh this week it's it's the reason that like a lot of the now analysis isn't season long isn't um we're not like it's not a super stat analysis heavy weeks it just so many things open up those last 24 hours that uh you're really just kind of scrambling and, and playing these cheap plays it's it's a crazy week yeah it's nuts it's also a lot of fun though Yeah, and uh you know after this it is different
1: though because we our playoff slates this year we got six game slates instead of four game slates yeah right yeah, yeah. so that's gonna be yeah. a lot of fun so yeah. i'm really looking forward to next weekend
0: yeah, we'll tell, we're going to get oh, way into yeah. that for sure.
1: Seven seeds this year, folks. If you only think there's six, there's seven. <laughs> yeah. And next year we get 17 games. Did you see that too? Oh, yeah. Aha. What are we going to do? We got 18 weeks or 20 weeks or 19? That's Oh, this is awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. Rams Cardinals. We talked about the Rams. Kyler, something's going on with Kyler now with his uh, lower body. So he had an yeah. upper, he had an AC, now he's got a lower body. What do you think about this game?
0: Um, I I just think it is a really interesting game to uh to target because of all of the value on the Ram side. Um, I actually think it's going to turn the Cardinals into interesting leverage play. I, I think uh like we talked about, Malcolm Brown is definitely going to get some hype. Uh, we specifically on DraftKings where Wofford is very cheap and and that. Uh, that cheap quarterback play can really spike his ownership percentage. I think with both teams playing for a playoff spot, we could actually see the ownership come in kind of heavy on the Rams and low on the Cardinals. So as long as Kyler plays actually like stacking the Cardinals side of this, the, I mean, the over under is super low. It's not a game. I'm going to like go all in on They're They're only projecting this game for uh, 41 points. But um, I mean, if we have this, ownership situation that goes heavy on all these backup players it just creates a leverage spot so you kind of wonder like how do team how do dfs players get on these random plays if vegas isn't telling us it's going to be scoring any points well it's just leverage right if everybody is doing one thing in one game you can go in to the other side of it and kind of lap the field
1: yeah the the other thing is it's like I when I started playing, I used to see guys going, "How did you come up with, let's say, I, go go pick any random player?" And it's like, yeah. "How did they come up with this guy? He's point four owned." And also, yeah. a lot of the times, it's just in wraparound stacks. You know exactly, exactly. Thing. That's Boom. what
0: I mean. It's so much of it comes yeah. down to leverage. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's if if Rams come in with some super high ownership numbers, then uh, the Cardinals become very interesting. Texans Titans, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've talked about the Titans. We talked about them needing to play um, uh, to get into playoffs. Um, and we also talked about the chance that uh, they could find out there in the playoffs before their games start and start resting some some guys. So, the Titans, as it stands, they have the highest implied point total on the slate. Derrick Henry, obviously, going to be very popular. Uh, I, I do think Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and Corey Davis will draw some ownership as well. Um, And I do think some people, there's a chance that they get stuck. um, If one of those, if those Ravens or or, um, Dolphins games go late into this game starting and and then Titans finding out they could get stuck with players in their lineups, not having time to swap. But I actually like the Texans side of it either way, whether Mm -hmm. Titans have to play um, play to win or if they're locked in the playoff spot. Their defense has been very susceptible. Deshaun Watson has been uh, very efficient. Uh, He sounds like he's clear to play. And him and Brandon Cooks have really been connecting. I mentioned with William Jackson out last week that uh, we saw Cooks kind of finally realize a lot of that volume he's been getting since Will Fuller's been out. Uh, We see David Johnson. All of a sudden, he's producing points. Uh, And then Chad Hansen is going to get a lot of really good matchups on the outside. Both of the Titans cornerbacks on the outside rank uh, in the bottom 12 in fantasy points uh, per route allowed, uh, based on Mike Clay's uh, chart that he does every week at ESPN. So the Texans could play spoiler here. Um, Their passing offense is very efficient. This is going to be a high-scoring game, uh, 56-and-a-half Point over under is the highest on the slate. Um, So there's just a a lot of interesting things that can happen with this game. And I think people are going to be very heavy on the Titan side of it. I really like being on the Texan side. Nice. I like it. I like what you're hearing here, what I'm hearing here. All right, let's do it. We got a t-shirt giveaway. Are we doing this now? Yeah, I teased it last week. Mm -hmm. So to to all of the uh, loyal loyal listeners that made it to week 17 and that made it to the end of week 17. Love you just giving the shirts away so we have the uh the chronic shirts this is only for the dfs mvp chronic inspired t-shirts we have limited left um i think there's only about 15 limited sizes so if we don't have your size leave it for the next person or give it to somebody that you know that would like it go to store.444.com and use the code chronic that's c-h-r-o-n-i-c just grab a t-shirt it's free um first 13 or 15 people, however many are left, grab them. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Obviously, we have uh, a few weeks left here, but I know everybody doesn't um, play throughout the playoffs. So those that aren't, always thank you. I hope you enjoy the the free swag. Um, if you haven't signed up yet, sub is fourteen dollars no code needed for that it's just fourteen dollars across the board for everybody uh we still have about a month of of slates left so i would really encourage everybody that hasn't uh this is a great time just to try it out fourteen dollars less than a millionaire buy-in uh to see what we have to offer uh holden happy new year um happy new year everyone be safe out there uh I mean we're again we're still around for, for the next three weeks and then we have Jeff Hicks doing showdown for Super Bowl, so another month of content. Uh if you wanna catch more of us, you can catch us on Twitter, Holden at Holden Radio. I'm at TJ Hernandez. Four for four is at four for four football. We will talk to you guys in sleep Will I survive to the sea sun? Please don't forgive me for my sins, cause here I come. Lord, I suffered the years, and shed so many tears God, I lost so many peers, and Lord knows I tried Been a witness to homicide